Okay, hit the go live button. The always exciting part of our program. I, I know, I know. So, uh, so scary. I, I, I feel like, you know, if we ever, you know, launched on time, which we don't really do, but we no. don't really tell anybody what time this is beer. But if they were waiting for us, you know, they might be like, wow, I'm like eagerly anticipating them to finally say, yes, yes, we're live. But we are, we are live. Welcome. Welcome, everybody, to Draft Politics. I'm your host, Steve. And with me here, as always, it's EJ. I'm wearing my Burning Bush t shirt because shit's still on fire. But it might be getting. And better. I'm wearing my Mondale Ferraro shirt because <laughs> I dream of better times. Dream of better times. I don't know if that was a better time. That, that I'm, really didn't I'm work not, out. I'm not, I'm not sure it was. I just felt I like I, I got this shirt. Uh, a friend of mine had an 80s party. I kind of like, and it was, I'm like, what would be me back in the 80s? Now, to be <laughs> fair, I would have been wearing a, a, a Reagan or Bush shirt. Like, that's just, that's what I was back then. But, you know, taking Squints. me back to those times and going Mondale forever. Anyhow. I mean, I do remember that. I do remember that election, uh, but I was too young to vote. Yes. Um, you know, I, I realize I, I'm going to totally go off of our agenda here real quick. Do, and I, at least I think we're off the agenda. Uh, do we know if like any like state capital protests have like gone to shit today or is that all kind of still? I haven't heard anything. OK, I haven't so, heard anything. I've been paying attention. I mean, obviously, I've been paying attention a lot to Michigan. Yeah. Um, home state and all. Um, yeah. And, you know, sort of the epicenter of general terribleness. Uh, yeah, with regards to protests and kidnapping yeah. governors and whatnot. So, uh, but I haven't seen anything uh, thus far uh, that's been okay. Then we're then we probably haven't like started the end of democracy as we know it, etc. And I and I and overall, I suspect we won't. But you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah, just uh, just for for the listeners, uh, my week has been a little crazier than usual. I'm not going to get into whys, but uh, so like to give you a sense of it, um, I didn't know about impeachment before my wife did, and she informed me, and she said, "Hey, you hear about the impeachment?" And I'm like, "Oh, uh, so what? Right? <laughs> like that's like so you know." Uh, so yeah, so uh, I might be kind of catching up here. EJ might talk about something and be like, "That happened." I that, had no idea. That happened. It'll what, be. What? It'll there be. Was an you election? know what? Here's what I love. It'll be like a throwback to that time when I traveled to Europe for one of our podcasts, and I came back, and you were all like, "Here's the shit that's going on in the world." I'm like, "Sharpies, sharpies." <laughs> I know. So, oh god, the simpler days of the meeting in person when, and sharpies. When we were updating maps with sharpies. Because I know those were the those were the best. I know we tried to do that with the electoral votes too. He's like, if I just write them in here, I can. Um, right. I, you know, so there was there was one thing I wanted to sort of bring up here at the top, and you know, this may be just me trying to make myself feel good and okay about spending this time. Um, and I'm okay with that. I just want to be clear. I'm not judging yeah. you. But I was. I, I was reading an article, a paper that was published in the last couple of weeks that was about the role of sort of humorous news delivery. And essentially the, you know, the storyline there was 
hard news delivery where it's just factual and you know sort of just driving it at you hardly ever changes the minds of people who have set beliefs and we all know echo chambers etc cetera, etc cetera, are bad and you know it's hard to change people when they're totally ingrained but when it's delivered with humor news and facts can more easily slip past that you know so it's a little bit of a you know trojan horse if you will they'll just the, the hmm. real information slides in so but I, if that's true if that's true um the left should be winning because the right isn't funny they are not and funny. actually the popular vote suggests that this is in fact correct because i mean the okay. only republican since like reagan to win the popular vote was like what george well was I think it was the to win? Ah, I forget what the number is. But I, basically, George W. Bush didn't right. win the popular vote, then won the popular vote, and that's right. the last time a Republican president won the popular Truth. vote. Yeah, in his reelection, yes. he won the popular yes. vote. Um, but yeah, I I think that that's a, that's a thing, you know. So I always feel a little weird about first of all, you know, two white guys talking. Um, second of all. Um, but recognizing some privilege there. Second of all, this you know, idea of making light of things sometimes and whatnot. But I, I think you know maybe maybe there's somebody out there listening who is, you know, not sure about things and they they learn something that they wouldn't have learned if they were watching it or reading it from Washington Post or they wouldn't go to Washington Post or or even you know, roll rag the New York Times. He says very tongue in cheek. So anyway, just wanted to toss that out there. Humor is a good thing. You know, when you're talking to folks, it's fine to make jokes about things that are maybe pretty serious because it might get a message across. Yeah, no, I think that's true. I mean, I think, yeah, you always have to, you know, make sure you got the right context, you know, you know, uh, don't, don't, don't make the joke too soon. You know, the, the right. humor right. can be hard. Humor can be very hard right. to do right. Um, but you know, I, I, yes. I'll let you know when I figure it out. Yes. So the other speaking thing of things, to, speaking of funny. things that made me laugh my ass off this week, uh, turns out the uh, NRA is filing for bankruptcy. Yes. Now it, they they are filing for Chapter Eleven bankruptcy, if I'm not mistaken, right? So this is not they're going away. This no. is. You know, nominally, I mean, who knows what happens if the bankruptcy judge gets involved, but like they're, you know, restructuring their debts or whatever, but clearly they're struggling. Yeah. Um, and they're getting the hell out of New York. And they're getting out of hell out of New York. And they're going to, of course, Texas because, you know. Of course. Yeah. But that's, you know, the thing is they've got so many, so many legal problems in New York. They're kind of like, hey guys, what we'll do here is we'll just file for bankruptcy and then slowly walk away. Oh, so it's um, not for the tax benefits? Because I'm told that's why everybody moves out of New York. But maybe I'm wrong. Oh, don't mind. So anyway, so yes. that's that's some good news. Anything that's bad for the NRA, I think, is good for the U.S. in general. Yes. So I'm just going just oh, yeah. gonna to toss that out there. Um, okay, so there's been a lot of stuff, right? Um, you know, I, I I don't even know how to to break it all down. Um, one thing that I'll say is, you know, we've got the new Congress has been sworn in. I can't imagine like a weirder first week of work 
or worst first <laughs> couple of weeks of work for right? all like, of the freshmen, especially coming well, in. Welcome to Congress. Oh, by the way, here are the the uh, the bags to put over your heads in case that we have to deal with the gas attack. What? Yeah. What? what? Whoa. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I thought I was, I thought this was a good, a safe place. Yeah, no. No, not um, a safe space, as it turns out. Not a safe space. And just the craziness that has come out of, you know, the first couple of weeks of the, I, I don't know, can we call it the QAnon class? The first, you know, the first set of Congress, Congress people elected during QAnon as a thing. Right. It's, it's been insanity. We've got, we've got to now pass rules in the house that say you have to go through a metal detector and you have to wear a mask or we're going to fine you. I do like Nancy Pelosi saying like, we're going to fine you and we're taking it right from your salary. This isn't some kind of you're paying with a campaign account. Right. Um, plus, you know, the insurrection and the bags over one's heads, these are not a toy. Yes. Um, I, I just, and then of course, we're going to talk about impeachment. Like, Welcome to Congress. Here are all of the, you know, low probability things that have happened in their first two weeks. I mean, like yes. it's all going to be boring for them now. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> right. Well, you know, it's kind of boring anyhow if you think about it. I mean, you know, you show up, you vote, you talk about votes. Do you even talk about votes these days? You read, you read some things, or a lobbyist read some reads some things. things for you and tells you what to do. You know, right, it's, right, it's right. you record some things to play in videos for your constituents later to show that yeah. you, you fought you, for things. Right, you come up with some spicy tweets. Yeah, Spicy like, tweets. Yeah. I, it, I, but, you know, I, it is almost literally trial by fire for the, those, those folks. Yeah, uh, oh yeah. And I, I don't envy them. Don't envy them whatsoever. Yeah. All right, so that's so, the House, that's uh, nice. and then the Senate. We we end up in this weird situation right now. Where we're like, but but we won. Why why is yeah. why is that turtle guy still in charge? Uh, and so uh, the Georgia senators will get seated uh, after inauguration day. On inauguration day, it's like kind of in that window, right? Yeah, yeah. So the Senate won't come in back into to session until the nineteenth, right? Um, and they had to wait for the results to be certified in Georgia. So uh, as of today, all of the individual counties have certified. Um, again, things about the process most people never cared yeah. about, but maybe now they do. Well, so all the counties have certified and it's it's up to um, Ratzenberger now. Or Ratzenberger. Yeah. Well, and if you remember going back to, uh, I don't remember when exactly it was, many years ago now, but um, where this is back when Obama got power and it was yeah. like trying to get him to his 60 senators. And there was a whole bunch of recounts and whatever around um, whose seat was it? It was uh, Al Franken's seat. Yeah, it was Al So Franken's it was trying seat. to get Al Franken seated because basically until he got seated, they didn't have the filibuster-proof majority. Uh, and so they ended up only ended up having that for like a couple months. So, you know, it didn't, it was fairly limited in what they could do there. But- um yeah so we're kind of in that same situation where once it's certified then they can get seated and and then you know and then order will be restored because we'll have a 50 50 tie in the senate right so you, you know you know who's sitting around right now just like feeling good 
That's Joe Manchin. I mean, that guy, his his political capital bank account is looking like. You know, here's the thing. Like, I don't know what we need to do to keep like somebody needs to bribe the shit out of him. Like, I mean, like somebody needs to be just like, hey, here's this bill, and half of it is just a giant cash deposit that will just be dropped all over the state of West Virginia. Like whatever you need to do to get him on board so we can, you know, get rid of the filibuster or whatever, you know, that's what we need to do. Yeah. Uh, Cause I, I have this, this sneaking suspicion that what we're about to run into is that we're going to have these grand ideas and we'll get to, to uh, Biden's current grand idea. And yeah. it'll be like, we'll talk about it. And of course, then the filibuster will shut it down. And and then when Manchin is like, well, I, I believe in the institutions of the filibuster and blah, 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 blah. Um, I'm going to see a bunch of people on the left go, goddamn Democrats. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. It's Joe fucking Manchin. Like, like, if you get me a progressive senator in some other state, he doesn't matter as much. Get me two, three, four. You know, we look back at FDR, we look yeah. back at LBJ and we're like, oh, they got you done. Yeah. Because they had overwhelming majorities, very right. easy to do. This is so. this is going to be some, you know, this is going to be some negotiating. Right? Yes, yes. But still, they'll get seated soon. That will be great. The transition of power will be moving along, right? Um, you know, and speaking of that, I think we do need to talk about the investigation into what happened on on the sixth, the insanity that has happened on the sixth. Uh, oh, um, what, wait, so what happened? I, I, I think I, I missed this I, one. I, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Just slept through that one. Like, you know what, honestly, I'm like, did we talk about this on a previous, like, I don't know what the timeline is for all this. Like, what was our last podcast? Like, oh, we, we talked about it, man. Did we talk about this? I don't know. I think we talked about it. I think, I think we, we talked did. about it. I, okay. You know, this is, this is the reality of this news cycle, right? It's been, or our world in the, crazy news cycle that it is that we're always like wait was that was that la was that yesterday was it two weeks ago oh, yeah. was it two months ago well, i went and finally watched that netflix death to 2020 special and i'm like that happened in 2020 like i felt like that was five years ago oh, oh the okay. wildfires but all all of it <laughs> like anything like prior to november i'm like that was that year because i feel like that was 10 years ago because all time is just weird now so, um, so we actually, our last podcast was on the 6th. Okay. Well, there we go. So we did yeah. an emergency podcast. That's right. That sounds right. We're yeah. like, well, shit hit the fan. Let's talk about it. Okay. Yeah. 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 And thank that you was, for, is this for water or vodka? Memory. It was vodka. Yes. So, yeah. Vodka. Yes. I remember that podcast. Yeah. I mean, so, so <laughs> since then, you know, what we are, you know, we continue to learn things about what happened and thankfully it's mostly because those folks were idiots about it, right? I mean, I, how much have we learned from the data that they willingly uploaded to Facebook and Twitter and Parler and Gab, you know, to, to proclaim their, you know, patriotism, you know, from the, the woman in Texas, the real estate agent who was like, taking selfies on the private jet, going to get wild. Um, and then, you know, you could see her like at the Capitol trying to do a, like a commercial for a real estate business, you know, to all of the people actually inside, 
you know, the Q shaman, you know, who's like, don't tread on me, just feed me. I, I think really that nice... was my favorite thing from all of this oh, just is the... it's the QAnon shaman. So if you, if you aren't familiar with the QAnon shaman, he's the guy who was like, in like red, white, and blue face paint and like horns and fur and like, like just like an extra from like a Vikings episode or something like, like yeah. weird, weird guy. Not a good Vikings episode. Like not a, a good Vikings episode. Yeah. No, no, no. This like a no. knockoff. Yeah. Uh, Vukings. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, but he was apparently starving because he was refusing to eat the food at the prison because it was not organic. And his mom was up, was apparently causing a ruckus because his her son was starving in prison because he refused to eat. I, I mean, and I got to tell you, that sounds like a joke somebody would make about somebody on the left. Well, and like, let's think about this. Like the, the right is like, you know, we've got people locked in Guantanamo Bay that were force feeding through a tube through their nose. But, oh no, my poor little snowflake, he is not getting organic produce. Like, uh, it is. Now, to be is. fair, I would love it if all the prisoners got organic food. Like, that'd be great. Sure. But, sure. but like, I'm like, dude, stay in your lane. Like, we're the liberal left latte drinking <laughs> <or> avocado <laughs> toast guy. That's our like, job. That's, what, that's, our, that's our deal. And your deal is like, you eat processed foods and drive around trucks that burn coal. Like, that's what you right. do. You're rolling coal. Like, so I, I, I've, been, I've been really fascinated and and really impressed, honestly, with the speed with which private citizens have, you know, archived things, you know, so before Parler went down. Um, oh, and, and, we, and you and I need to talk about Parler because that shit's hilarious. It is. It is. It, and scary. Um, but before it went down, people archived terabytes of data. Yes. And you can go out there and you can find maps where they've used the GPS coordinates to plot where people were. Yeah. In there, so, and so you know, the, the government's now using that to find people. Or, we're, and we're both IT guys, right? So, like, when I heard about what was going on with Parlor and how it was built, uh, I I laughed out loud for several minutes. Um, that it was built on WordPress, first of all. Yeah, like what? What? <laughs> um, but my favorite part was that. If you deleted a post, it would simply flip a bit to say this is now deleted rather than actually deleting, deleting. it, which oh, yeah. is a totally standard thing. Like that happens a lot and that nominally is okay, except that if you're public API that people can just hit without any sort of authentication or whatever, uh, just simply brings back that post with that little flag on it that says, by the way, this was deleted. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, now you're screwed. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine that the folks who built that in four days or whatever didn't do a good job. Um, and also, which is why it was so easy to bring down because they you know, hosted on AWS, super easy to just kind of click off. And, and again, I think that's a different discussion about whether or not that was a good thing um, writ large. And I I have some thoughts on that. Yeah, we all have feelings. We have thoughts and feels um, and thoughts and prayers to the parlor folks. Um, but amazingly, though, like people clearly felt like they were doing the right thing. 
you know, you don't, you don't typically, and maybe this is one of the things that Donald Trump has brought to the universe is just go ahead and do the crimes in public because nobody will think that you thought it was a crime if you've done it in public because people right. posted everything. Look, I'm breaking this it. window. Like, what's yeah. wrong with that? Yeah, I'm walking through a piece of broken glass on the Capitol. Whatever. Sure. I'm no carrying this lectern. That guy who was like, where's Waldo looking dude with the lectern? Like that's, uh, that, I think that's one of the better ones. Like you didn't think somebody would come after you for that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Sitting with your feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk. Throw this shit on eBay. Like what, what do you, I mean, you know, you probably get good money on eBay, but still. And, and all Shipping of that. Shipping costs for a podium are probably pretty high though. Yeah. 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 <laughs> What's your, uh, do you have a lectern box? <laughs> I am again. I'm. I'm happy to see that they're being prosecuted. This is a. a I think a, a very good thing. And a, you know, there have been, you know, dozens of arrests already. And you can kind of see as they come up. It's like dude in Pelosi's office arrested. And so it's always like a description of what somebody was doing. Right. A guy with zip tie handcuffs, um, arrested. You know, you're yeah. like, oh, hey, good. That dude was arrested. And it's, it's insane to me that it's that much in the public consciousness yeah. that you know you have seen you know the zip tie guy yeah you know the zip tie guy um and he's exactly the guy you think he is yeah and and again i hope what we're not doing is normalizing it what i hope we're doing is building up the right mechanisms to show that this is this is not okay this is this is well, I think that's the, the that's the challenge with all of this, right? Is that if like we you know we can arrest these people, we can come up with all the evidence of like here are all the things they did, and like okay, they broke into the Capitol and they were trying to do this, and they were, and I'm sure we can get to the point of here is evidence of the actual kidnapping plot and and murder plot that they had planned, sure. blah, blah, blah. but are the people that we need to see this going to see that information and parse it? Are are the the more extreme parts of the right wing going to see that are, are even like the less extreme, you know, the sort of mainstreams or Republican voters, are they going to see it and go, yeah, this Republican party has got some problems. I need to see some changes here. Like, I mean, it, it's a, it's a great question. And to me, this is more of a, in, in the thing that I'm thinking about is like, it's more of a cultural, it, it's a, it's a cultural thing that we're working on. Yeah. So the, the appropriate prosecution of these folks and ostracization, ostriches, I don't know, um, is, yes. is going to help emus reset the, exactly, I love emus, uh, is going to reset some cultural norms, which I think is what needs to happen. Like, it's not okay to, you know, it's not okay to question an election like that. It's not okay to simply blast out these lies and assume everything's going, yeah. going to plan. And I think that that's, you know, when you start to back up and say like, well, who's really responsible for this other than the individuals? Like that's where you start also thinking about, you know, addressing the cultural drivers for this. And so looking at, you know, people who funded trips there um, and where that money came from. And I think that's an interesting thing that the, the lawmakers who you know again we're just happy to to go with the big lie and well and, and the lawmakers it. who who seemingly have been more involved than that 
right? And so right. that's, I think, you know, and I, I, I remember a lot of people saying, you know, we need to not seat the people who, uh, who are, you know, supporting this overall sort of broad conspiracy and saying that the election's invalid and voting against certification. And I push back on that because I think that that's, ends up being sort of fundamentally anti-democratic. Like they're representing their voters, they're within the system, they're following sort of the rules of our system. Like, do I agree with them? No, I think they're they're on the wrong side of it, but they're at least sort of staying within the bounds of sort of our natural order of things. Yeah. Um, when you're the one who's like giving a tour to uh, would-be seditionists who then became actual seditionists um, and showing them how things are laid out and that sort of thing. Okay, well, now you have a level of involvement here that goes beyond, well, I'm just sort of following the rules and, and you know, and bending them a little bit. Yeah, I'm really going to be interested to, to see what comes out of the looking into that, especially people like uh, Representative Bobert or whatever from Colorado. Oh, yeah. Who's um, just like, uh, of course I'm carrying a gun. And of course I don't have to go through a metal detector. And of course, you know, um, I, I, that's, I, I don't want to pass judgment yet. I mean, I've already passed judgment on her. Let's be honest. Oh, but, I mean, like, well, you know, and I'm like, you know, people were saying that, you know, she was giving targeting information to like where Pelosi was. And, you know, and I looked at it and I'm like, okay, these, she said she wasn't there. But she didn't say like where she was. So, and I'm using a lot of she's there. But basically, I don't think that to say that she was saying where Pelosi was, I think is a little bit of an exaggeration. At the same time, though, all these sort of other things that she's doing are not not appropriate and and probably need to be punished in some fashion. Right. Um, and there's been some, there have been rumors that the, you know, there was a woman who was outside of the Capitol building with a bullhorn kind of instructing people where to go and kind of giving them guidance. And, you know, some people on Twitter are like, I think that's Bobert's mom. I'm like, whoa, that would be spicy. So well, that would be, again, yeah. We'll, we'll um, see where that goes. Yeah, the, actually the one I really want to know the most about right now is what did these sergeants at arms for the House and the Senate, like what's their connection to all of this? Because yeah. what happened was, as I understand it right now, is that the DC police said to them, hey, we think we might have too much going on here. We may need National Guard support. And they did nothing with that information. Hmm. And so on the, on the low end of that, you're saying they were like, well, these are those, they're right-wing white people. And so we're not too concerned about them. They're going to be orderly. It'll be fine. On the deep end of that is ah, we are supporting the conspiracy and therefore we're going to ensure that the support does not show up. Right. And so uh, what I'm hoping is going to come of this over the next months, maybe even years, is an understanding of who was on what side in all of this and, and, and realizing that we need to rethink. Like we've talked about defund the police for the last year in, in some detail, but I think that we need to think about our overall approach to you know, the application of force, the, the people who are in charge of that, and what is their alignment, and are they on our side, and how do we fix that to make sure that they are? Yeah. I mean, how do we, how do we encourage them not to be on a side? I mean, it should be the yes, side that, of law. Yes, they and should order, be on the side of law and order. Be. And, you know, and I will say, like, as, as this all unfolded, like, the Pentagon very clearly said, like, we are on the side of law and order. We are on the side of peaceful transition. Like, so... That still is a thing. 
Um, but I think, you know, there are certainly individuals who have their own biases on this. And, and if you think like, if you agree that there was, that the election was stolen in some fashion, but you're still doing your job to protect the Capitol, like, okay, fine. Um, you know, I'm concerned about that, but you know, yeah. you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, but it's these people where I'm like, I feel like they were part of some kind of conspiracy. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary. It's scary. Um, imagine again, being in your first couple of weeks of work and you're like, oh, that guy with the gun over there could be trying to kill me. Could be uh, protecting me. Don't know. Yeah. Don't, don't know. Um, I do want to give a shout out to all the ladies out there who are on Bumble and were listing themselves as being conservative and trying to get uh, people to match with them and then send pictures of themselves in the Capitol in the insurrection so that they could then report them to the FBI. It was, it was beautiful. It was so beautiful. Yeah. Like, and again, people boasting about it because they think it's the right thing to do. And as they, you know, people get interviewed who were there, who have been arrested and they're like, well, the president told me to do it. He should, he should be pardoning me. Can I, I should get a pardon for this. I did nothing wrong. The president told me to be there. Uh, yeah, um, leave that out there. Yeah. Um, and one other thing to talk about here is apparently there were a series of large Bitcoin deposits to something like 20 different right wing accounts. Yeah. Um, and these are like, we're talking like half a million dollars in Bitcoins to, to accounts. Um, we don't really know, like they all apparently came from somebody in France, but like, and, and if you understand Bitcoin, like tracing these things is not necessarily that straightforward. Obviously there's no. been some effort to figure out like ways By to design. Of, right? Yes, yeah. Um, but there's been some effort to try to like figure out these things. Um, but that's mighty suspicious. I mean, like, so if we're just talking about like, this is a grassroots movement and they're coming up with their own thing, like it's not okay that they're trying to overthrow the capital, but that's very different than there's some larger actor that's actively funding an insurgency in this country like i mean yeah. like just just process that for a second like yeah oh it was december a funded 8th, coup d'etat yeah 28.1 bitcoins yes to 22 different addresses yeah um really some good analysis from chainanalysis.com if you go there uh you can see that i'll post that uh i'll post that article uh in the yeah. thread so uh, so people have it. It really kind of, uh, again, it's, I don't like being conspiratorial. It's, it's too easy to go down rat holes, but it's, it's a little scary. I, I, yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, you, you have to, that's real money. You have to ground yourself, right? Like, okay. Like I, you know, like my immediate assumption there is, okay, the Russians are doing it. Well, we don't know that. Like that, like we need to find out who is behind those. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe it's Djibouti. Who knows? They've got some axe to grind against Biden, but you know that's. But we have to do that. We we can we take the facts and follow them to where we're going to go, which is yeah. what makes us better than the QAnon crowd. And we are better than them. Let's be clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All right. So, you know, I think uh, there's there's going to continue to be a question of culpability, especially for the you know representatives and people who kind of amplified. The lie, and I think there are, you know, some legal ramifications that that could be in play. Um, 
it's I think that's that's something you know we'll have to pin for later to see how it shakes out. But I can yeah. assure you that you know certainly certainly there will be lawmakers and public figures who are sued in civil court by you know the families of people who were killed. Yeah, you know, like I there's there's no doubt that they that they're in the crosshairs. Yeah, um, oof, which is a bad expression. I'm sorry that I used it. Um, the other thing is talking about the 14th Amendment and trying to remove people like Josh Hawley and Ted, probably a lizard guy, Cruz, because they... Although, so I'm going to just jump in here real quick. So uh, the, the whole lizard guy, lizard people thing, uh, a, a friend of mine pointed out that that's actually like tied to anti-Semitism. The whole, like, so I'm just going to say that just just putting it out there uh but yeah it's okay i, I get yeah. what you're going with yeah so it's like you know is is that an option you know so the 14th amendment you know for you know essentially can be used to stop people who have actively tried to subvert the government maybe through some yeah. sort of insurrection well, from holding federal yeah. office yeah um, and i think that's the thing that we need to understand here is um I feel like right now we're not going to really understand the scope of this until well after Biden gets into office and we can start sort of unearthing things and we can have the proper channels to start really revealing the scope of this. Like, yeah. you know, the FBI is doing what they need to do right now. But I mean, ultimately, this is probably a larger counterintelligence operation. Like, yeah, that's a good point. Like yeah. QAnon, like who is actually behind QAnon? Because there's, it seems like it's fairly large in scale and that there's, there may be some investment from people. You've got these Bitcoin deposits. Um, you've got various legislators who are involved in some degree. And so trying to understand what that broader picture of, of uh, this, this, like, is this, is this sedition or is this actually being traitors? Like, like understanding what that distinction is. Mm, yeah, no, that's a good point. It's a good yeah. point. And we'll, we'll find out more. I mean, yeah. it, nobody's going to let this go. And it's been really interesting hearing lawmakers talk about, talk about it. And we're going to talk about impeachment in a minute. So, I mean, some of it's coming out again, some <laughs> of it's coming out there. I know, I know. And I, I don't know. I don't know about this Groundhog Day impeachment, but right. Um, but let's talk about the inauguration because this is still going to happen, right? Yeah. So, uh, what balls are you going to? Uh, 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 the same ones I went to in twenty. Same, same here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going into. The, I'm going to the sit in my house and 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 actually, I'm going to a different ball this year. It is the is the sitting in my house, grinding my teeth, biting my nails, and praying that it all goes smoothly. Ball. Yeah which is a yeah. weird title, uh, but, you know. I'm... It is appropriate for, for these times, yes, right? Yes, yes. And, and it, it's one of these things where I real, realized that all of the badness in the last bunch of months around the election and all of this has probably educated people to a level that they, I'm sure has educated people to a level they never thought they would be. Um, civics, civics lessons have really taken a big leap forward. I yes. think far more people are going to be watching the inauguration today than ever, ha or this week, than ever have. Um, yes, and the, part the of Schoolhouse Rock episode for this would be like 55 minutes long. Yeah, feature <laughs> film. 
yes. be a feature film that would go direct to HBO Max. <laughs> Clearly. Christopher Nolan would direct it. It would be out of order. It would be fine, though. It wouldn't, <laughs> you um, wouldn't know, though, because it all feels, it's all a blur. <laughs> but the, the security is insane. Um, you know, they've had to lock down big swaths of Washington, D.C. There are no vehicle zones. Um, they've got checkpoints everywhere. 20,000 National Guard troops, which is okay, troubling just on like, its face. And so, and what I wonder about those 20,000 troops is, do they have a, a specific threat that they're specifically concerned? Like, we need this many people. Or is the intention just be, let's put such overwhelming force there that nobody's going to want to screw with it? I suspect it's probably the latter, but I'm a little yeah. more nervous about the former. I, I, I've worried about that too. And of course, you know, I've also seen the conspiracy theories that are like, well, that's actually just the final step. Okay, because they're, they're part of, they're, they're the QAnon they're, yeah. National Guard yeah, people. Yeah. They're ready to take over. And, and the QAnon, some QAnon folks believe that Donald Trump signaled that to them using Morse code. Morse code. He, he, yes, he blinked it with his eyes during yeah. one of his speeches. He, oh, oh no, you know what he does. He sniffs Morse code. He's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, he can't even read from a teleprompter. There's no way he's got two channels going, but the, you know, you know, I was thinking about the day, like, why, why did we end up on this guy as like the cult leader of all this shit? Like he's, he's not that charismatic. He's kind of an idiot. He's gone bankrupt. It was like, why, why this loyalty to him? I don't understand. They'll be studying that for a generation. Right? Oh yeah. Um, so you know, I, I I saw the plans for uh, for the inauguration. They're going to have that sort of all star cavalcade at night. Maybe some Justin Timberlake and watch that later on. I don't know that I'm actually going to watch it. I'm, I'm hoping he does uh, his Saturday Night Live Dick in a Box performance for that. I think that'd be that, great. That would be that would be funny. Um, <laughs> on the less funny side, they did actually arrest somebody today trying to get through a checkpoint with sort of forged credentials and a gun in 500 yeah, rounds. Yeah, like, I'm very much of the opinion, well, so they're canceled the train thing. So the train is, the, which sad. I'm sad about, but like, he can do that later. Like, he can do that, you know, for his next inauguration or however they're going to do that. Like, that's fine. Um, they, they ought to just do the shit on Zoom. Like, yeah, it, it's one of the things I've been thinking about a lot in the last few days since all this happened was, what is it, like, in our Zoom world where everybody can be remote and connected still, like, you know, we talk about them taking the capital and we talk about, you know, state protests and them maybe trying to take capital. It's like, who, who cares? Like, you don't own the government at that point. Like, taking a yeah. building is, you could, you could be invading the mall. It doesn't matter because that's not what our government is. And so, yeah, like, what they, I mean, they're clearly trying to, express themselves but like i don't know what that would actually accomplish if yeah. they it, it is it is really interesting if you you know when you when you go through those videos and you watch them and you know i think people should watch them um and you see and and actually new, the new york times has really laid it out nicely with the timeline and things like that and, yeah and one of the things that's really important to realize is that if it hadn't been for those senators grandstanding in those speeches um, they would have been done. The Congress would have been out of session before people got into the building. Oh, so yeah. In 2017, 
they gaveled out. So, so Biden gaveled that session closed and done at 1.45 p.m. Yeah. And yeah, so anyway, but that, you know, that kind of, you know, that, that kind of aside, um, So let's talk uh, impeachment. Yeah, yeah. Let 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 let. Well, I want to say I want to say one thing. Okay. Um, All right. And just I, because I I had a bit of a got a bit paused there because it was overwhelming a little bit. But in 2017, the day after the inauguration, maybe it was on the day of the inauguration, the Washington Post changed their tagline to "Democracy dies in darkness." You're like. Holy crap, Washington Post, just going right for it. Do you think they're going to change it back to something else? Just something, just a little more, a little more lighthearted, maybe. Just yeah. anything, anything. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just, I, I remember being struck by it at the time. And I'm, I don't know why I'm curious, but yeah. So, uh, Jeff, if you're listening, if you could, I know you don't really have editorial control, but if you could just, send a tweet or an email to somebody saying, Could you just update the tagline, please? Or that that's not the tagline. I don't remember what that's called <laughs> the top of yeah. the newspaper because I haven't seen a newspaper in so long. But yes, impeachment. What year is this? We we should have learned our lesson. 1960, oh no, no. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we're starting Donald 2021 Trump. the same way we started 2020. Donald Trump has set the presidential record he has been impeached twice. Yes, he's no beaten. other but nobody else has been impeached more than once. Yeah, he had to beat Clinton. Also, that was his thing. Half of the impeachments have been Donald Trump. Because <laughs> uh, Nixon was never impeached. Statistics with Steve N- Nixon was never impeached. Uh, Clinton was impeached once, and yeah. Andrew Johnson. Andrew Johnson. I'm like, I was going to say Andrew Jackson. I knew that was wrong. Andrew Johnson should have been Andrew Jackson. But well, there's that. Andrew Johnson uh, was only impeached once. So. You're you're you are the best at uh, peace, sir. I hate so you. much winning, so much yes. winning. So there was yes. a single article of impeachment, I think, um, <laughs> which which is pretty much covered it, right? I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, man, you kind of incited some violence here, and it was it was interesting to hear the story of you know essentially Schumer and Lou writing it like in real time, like we're locked down, and I'm just going to start writing this thing. And they were writing it during the lockdown. Um, at, oh yeah, on Capitol Hill. So, <laughs> I, yeah. you know, that's that's one of those things where somebody's like, "Well, you you take the time given to you. Hey, we've got some focus time. We were planning on. I, I got nothing it. better to do right now. Yeah, I mean, I could tweet out, but uh, which you know, Ted Lou does do some fine tweeting, but he does. He's, yeah. he's a solid tweet. Um, what's interesting to me is like you know, inciting violence is is uh, what he's being you know impeached for here but um he was planning to be part of that protest like he intended to literally walk with everybody to the capitol and his staffers were like "Eh, i don't i don't know if i want to do that and they managed to talk him out of it but he was planning like presumably gonna walk through that smashed piece of glass at the capitol well I mean, I think the big thing was that's further than he's walked in a long, well, long, that's long a very time. Good point. Remember, because yeah. his energy battery is going down. Energy. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's why um, they argued it with him. It was like, dude, your battery. What, yeah. what are you doing? You got a whole that's lot of that. a mile away. 
didn't realize it. Um, oof, I'll just watch it on TV. Could you TiVo it for me? Just, pant- just vision him like sort of panting along the way, you know? Yeah. I, so I, really, obviously, incredibly fast turnaround. No hearings or anything. And that's been a thing, you know, like you, you kind of hear what people are saying, like you can't do this impeachment. It's too fast. You should have hearings. There should be some fact finding, some gathering. This is a big deal. It is a big deal. But don't you have 435 witnesses? I mean, I, I don't know. You know, you can't really equate this to say Watergate or even what happened with the Ukraine because it was all out in the open. Right. You know, it was completely there. Every one of those House members was impacted. Yeah. Um, many of them probably watched the the speeches unfolding in real time um, many of them you know if they didn't do it beforehand they watched it afterwards they certainly all saw the the video that came out during it where he's like we love you guys great job i guess be peaceful but great job love it love it love it grab me yeah. a souvenir and i you know you heard people talk about that video specifically as being one of the reasons why they, you know, just freaked them out. Um, really great interview, again, from the New York Times with uh, Representative Meyer from Michigan. He's the one who took over from Justin Amash. Um, so west side of Michigan, sort of Grand Rapids-ish area. Um, uh, Meyer, if you're from the Midwest, you may recognize that name. It's the same as the store, Meyer. Oh, um, oh. the more you know. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and if you ever want to see the uh, ladder that was on the Saigon uh consulate or embassy yes uh, the famous one it's in it's in west michigan at the fred meyer gardens anyway that's a bit of an aside again but that's um you know that that moved very quickly they they wrote that article of impeachment they got it to the floor there was some debate the debate was uh you know i would say it varied between you know thoughtful and reasonable and matt gates um and jim jordan like, who was like wearing a expect- jacket you knew Jim Jordan means business when. Oh, he's not immediately ready to wrestle. Like, I, I mean, mean he just, oh God. I mean, to hear them talk about that, you you just, I, I can't understand the, the disconnection from reality there. Um, but in the end, what was the final vote? Was yeah, it- so we had 10, Repu- I mean, you know, the Democrats all voted for it. 10 Republicans yeah. crossed over. And so on the one hand, it's like, depressing that all of them were put at at in harm's way like they actually were like at risk of being injured killed during all this and in the scope of all that only 10 of them cross the aisle on the other hand (laughs) holy shit 10 republicans cross the aisle yeah that's that's the most bipartisan so again another record there donnie the most bipartisan vote for impeachment yes well there only been four but Good job. Um, Statistics and all that. Um, Liberal stalwart, Liz Cheney. I mean... Which I don't want to give her too much credit because she's been terrible in every other single respect, except finally, like, she's like, you know what, this might be a bridge too far. Yeah. And I I think probably that's a political calculus on her part rather than any sort of pure notions of protecting the Republic, but whatever. The right vote, I'm not going to look at it too closely. Yeah, and I, I, I do think some people voted with their conscience. I think what we're seeing is a bit of a schism in the Republican Party. Um, 
about things like this? Is it blind faith? Do we just blunder forward? And again, you know, you hear things from people like, you know, Representative Meyer, you know, Republicans like Meyer and Mitt Romney that, that sound very reasonable. They sound very much like people I don't want to be in control, but who I respect being part of the process is, yeah. is, is yeah. what I would what I would say about that. Yeah. And now it's a question of getting to the Senate. And I guess they there was a request to the turtle to like, hey, let's just get back to the Senate. Let's get right back in session. And he's like, nope, we're going to wait to the 19th. Yeah, and it was a little unclear about like what the power, what power he has to bring the session back in. Because he was like, because there was all this talk about, well, we need unanimous consent. And I wasn't clear on like, is that really true? Um, uh, yeah, there were some some things that came into play after 9-11 that would give him the power to bring bring people back. You know, again, it's like, you know, broad, you know, interpretation of yeah. emergency I and mean, things like that. I, yeah. I Ultimately, this is all this is all gravy for McConnell at this point, right? Because it's like, okay, so you know, he pushes it back. So now we're gonna talk about impeachment. And he can be like honestly, like, yes, let's let's talk about impeachment. I think impeachment is a thing we should do right now. And he can do that. And all of the time we spend working on impeachment in the Senate is time not being spent on, you know, any sort of real help to the American public around COVID. And it just drags all that out. Yeah. So or good or for him. getting people confirmed. Yeah. Or getting people confirmed. Yeah. Right. So, you know, if he can make that process grind out, there's some advantage to that. On the other hand, we should be doing it. Um, well, yeah. And as soon as, you know, as soon as we reconvene and Ossoff and Warnock are seated, then that's Chuck Schumer setting the agenda and i think yes. they're going to try to they're going to try to multitask um i i um vice president-elect harris was talking about it and said yeah of course we can multitask That's senate presidents uh, also harris. true yeah kamala harris <laughs> deciding vote kamala harris so i think they're going to start right away and maybe they'll do you know morning and afternoon they did that in early in 2020 in the last impeachment Trial. Yes. I, I just can't believe this. Um, they did that. Twice, they had that's twice within a year. I, I guess mean, that's. <laughs> I, it really blows me away. So, uh, what are your timeline? What are I know. So, I'll I'll say this last thing is sort of an observational or or newsy kind of thing. You know, at least nominally, you know, McConnell's come out and said, "Hey, vote your conscience. We're not going to whip votes." And McCarthy had said the same thing in the House. We're not whipping votes for this. You vote your conscience. Um, what are your predictions for how this all this this goes? How long will it take? You know, it's interesting. Will Trump like, even show up? On the one no hand, I'm like, it, it's all the sort of Lucy in a football thing, right? Like every time it's like this temptation of like, oh, oh, Susan Collins is going to vote for this. It'll be fine. Like, no, 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 it never works out. Um, I can see a self-interest by many Republicans in the Senate of not want, like, they don't really care about impeachment because, I mean, he'll be out of office at that point. What I think some of them care about is preventing him from running from office. Yes. And if you're Ted Cruz, if you're, you know, anybody who's possibly looking to be president, you don't want him running. And if they can, if I think the, 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 the catch here is if they can make it a secret vote, which I 
don't think there's rules against, I think that that Trump will get impeached and will be prevented from running for office. I don't think any of them are willing to like put their name on the record out loud and sure. say, I support getting rid of him. Sure. But if yeah. they can have that veil of secrecy and say, I will cast my vote now. I mean, now granted, of course, that'll just feed into this. Oh, it's the deep state. There wasn't a real vote. Sure. It's all lies, but whatever. Like, I don't care. Get rid of him. Make sure he can't do this shit again. Yeah, I, I think it, it's probably the trial is going to take like a week and a half, two weeks, and it'll be. Oh, they're going to shorten the shit out of that because it's all pretty. I mean, I think they're. they're, they're I mean, if, I would like to see them take enough time to get a little bit more evidence about what's going on. Rather, I mean, yeah. if we can get to the point of like it's not just him speaking, but we can make some clear connections, that would be better. But yeah. I don't, I don't, I mean, ultimately this is all a political thing, right? It doesn't matter what the evidence is at this point. We know yes. what happened. Yeah. I, and, and impeachment is a political process, not a criminal one. So yes, I, I think they'll take a couple of weeks to do, you know, to have some witnesses and to really talk it through and, and hopefully let somebody like Tommy Tuberville, how is that guy? I think what they make should do more of an idiot of himself. They should bring in um, the police who are at the Capitol when that happened as witnesses, one by one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like the guy, the think... guy that we had the video of who was like being crushed by these the surge of Trump supporters. The the <laughs> one who basically saved, you know, some portion of our legislators' lives by diverting the crowd in a different direction. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Work. That guy gets a presidential medal of freedom. I, I, I promise you that. Yeah, I think they've already put in for a, a congressional award for him. Yeah, um, that's some really dramatic video if you haven't seen it. Like just you know, oh, a yeah. single African American officer backing up the stairs, drawing people away. He had a sidearm with him that he did not draw, which I thought was also, you know, remarkable. As you know, if the inverse were true. If the inverse happened, you know, that wouldn't be, wouldn't be the case. Yeah. Um, let's move on from there. I mean, it, there's, there's, there's yep. a ton going on. We, we definitely need to talk about things in, in Illinois because this has been a huge political week in Illinois. Yes. Um, you know, it's lost in the shuffle, but we, we're going to cover it because we care. You and, know? And, and it's, it's noteworthy. And I think, you know, maybe just to touch on, but skip over and pin for later, you know, We've heard some details about a new stimulus plan, um, you know, close to $2 trillion that's being worked out. And, you know, there was a proposal for it. I know there's going to be changes by the time it gets out. But, um, you know, Biden said his focus is getting help to people. And that's the plan that's going to try to deliver it. Um, we'll see where that goes over the next, you know, week or two weeks. Uh, I, I do want to talk about coronavirus and the vaccine rollout. Um, Yep, just a couple of comments from Matt there about it makes to take the, it makes sense to take as much time as they need to for the impeachment. Yeah, totally agree. Um, you know, I, I think they should take as much time as they need to. Yeah, I, I mean, I think whatever that I mean, honestly, I would prefer they take the minimum amount of time spent doing that to just, you know, keep it going. Let's do the investigations. Let's provide the best evidence we can about what went wrong. Um, and get the work done that we need to get done. Um, yeah. You know, that said, I've, there is a concern I have that the longer that drags out, the more that they, the more that this will turn into a, 
uh, a Trump focused thing and back to Republicans versus Democrats more broadly. And we won't get, you know, yeah. we won't get that conviction. Yeah, but, the further we are from that news cycle. Yeah. And, and remember, at the same time, we're going to have criminal cases going on. Yeah. Um, good times. Uh, so uh, vaccine rollout, 12 million shots given of 31 and a half million distributed. So 30 some odd percent. Um, not a great number yet, obviously, and not surprisingly, no central plan has led to some chaos. Um, states doing things differently. Florida having yeah. seniors camp out like it's Black Friday, hoping to get a good well, deal on TV. Like, I, I heard today, apparently in Fort Myers, you can just pay for your vaccine. So you can actually pay money to just skip the line and just get your vaccine. Yeah, I heard about people sort of paying to be in a retirement home and get an instant vaccine. Yeah, like, I mean. And Publix, the grocery store is distributing them in some places, but only Republican counties, which you've got to love, right? Miami-Dade, sorry. Kept new, not not going to. But yeah, yeah. Republican counties. Well, so again, Florida, not surprising. Yeah. But, the, but the big news around it this week was that, you know, there was this notion of we were holding back this stockpile of vaccines. Right. And, you know, basically that was going to be the second dose for people. And so, you know, we want to hold that back to make sure that that second dose is ready. And then it was like, oh, well, actually, you know, just to speed things up, we're going to start putting out that second batch of vaccines. Uh, it turns out it, it literally doesn't exist. So, yay. Yeah. Alex Azar on his way out is like, hey, guys. I'm leaving. Uh, it was good working with you. It was really nice to be able to lie to you all these months. It really meant a lot to me. And by the way, I just wanted to drop one more. Uh, yeah, there, there were no strategic reserves. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I, I, I was just making it up. I was just, it seemed like an easy one to do. So I just made that one up too. Uh, <laughs> goodbye. Good luck. I just got my second shot. So yeah. Um, it's going to be some time. And I can tell you, yeah. you know, even talking to people here, uh, it, the logistics are complicated and, you know, it's some silly, maybe not even silly, right? So one of the realities is things like, it's hard to break up a case of those, of the doses, right? So you could run a facility where you need 500 doses and you get 550. I don't know how many come in a case. So I don't know, you know, so they, the case is more than they need, but those doses won't be good long enough. Right. And is it, to, is it 16 ounce? Is it 12 ounce cans? You know, it, it gets, uh, it gets who knows? is it a, is it a 30 rack of old style? Hey, I'm going to interrupt this here because uh, we're talking about cases and I feel like we haven't talked about beer yet. So I know we I, haven't, we haven't, so but everybody's going to get an, uh, you know, it's a good segue out of, um, it's we a good segue out of we'll, we'll come back to the vaccines, but uh, what is curing you of what ails you right now, sir? <laughs> oh, well, um, I've already finished a, I've already finished my first beer. I'm not uh, usually a stout person, but um, continuing my swing state series, uh, this was a Neapolitan milk stout. Love the Neapolitan milk stout. It's have I told you the good. story of the first time I had the Neapolitan milk stout? You have not. This is uh, this is possibly a not safe for children uh, 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 thing, but I'm gonna I'm gonna share Earmost this. Earmost kids, Earmost kids. Um, I was at uh, uh, the uh, Great American, not Great American Beer Festival. The um, they do a, a beer festival every year at uh, Soldier Field, and Got it. 
so I was there and Sagatuck Milk Stout was one of the ones, the Neapolitan Milk Stout was one of the ones there. And I'm going to get in line for this. And, and a woman comes out of line, drinks the beer and comments, this is what God's vagina tastes like. Huh. So I now have that in my head every time that beer is consumed, which is a very delicious beer. So it is a very delicious beer. Uh, now I won't yeah. be able to unthink that either. Yes, uh, so I'm it, glad it I can is... share that with you and the rest of our audience. So there yeah, you go. It was really good. So Saga Tech Brewing, uh, actually, I think Saga Tech Brewing in the district for Representative Meyer that we just talked about. Oh, well, there you go. To be sure. What What have you and got? You have a stout as well, right? I have a stout. Uh, a part of the reason why I'm telling you such crazy stories is because this is a very strong stout. Uh, it is the Beguile Good. Imperial Pajamas. Uh, um, now, they have several variations of the Imperial Pajamas. Uh, this is the maple cinnamon one that is aged in Sagamore Spirit Barrels. Okay. Seems uh, legit. <laughs> comes in at a, a, a near 13.2% ABV. Ooh. Ooh, so... That's... Let's put this in beer units. Like if you had a you had a can of beer, that would be probably four to five is sort of a nice typical, maybe a six if you're a yeah. little more. Yeah, this is 13. So yeah, I think mine three, is three mine beers is in a glass. Sixer. Yeah. Three beers in every glass. Well, there you go. It's a it's a start, as we like to say. Um, but it's Saturday. What else I got? It is working. It is working. Um, international news, just briefly. Angela Merkel. Yes. End of an era. Goodbye, Angela. Alfita saying, feeling done. So, so many changes going on right now. I know. And, and look, there's nobody who's, I'm, I'm, I mean, she really was the leader of the free world <laughs> these last four years. So, again, yes. feeling dunk, Angela, for just being a stable. <laughs> putting, up with, putting up with our presidents yeah. other than oh. Obama. Oh, God. But let's let's switch to Illinois. Let, yes, it's, uh, this is where our beer break would normally be, but I totally jumped the gun on that. Yeah, no, that's, that's totally fine. Yeah, so there you go. Because I already uh, have another beer. So I opened another beer while we were well, in that last thing. So beautiful. I can beautiful. always go back to it. And it's an Illinois beer. So that was Saugatuck is in Michigan. Like I said, West Coast of Michigan. Uh, it's about two and a half hours from Chicago. Amazing place to visit. Also home to um, a couple cideries. Virtue, Virtue Cidery is up there. Um, really Yes. Good. It's an excellent cidery. Mm, I think I have some in my fridge. Uh, but Chicago. Yes. Like there, I, um, I think Illinois yeah. has got three big things going on, right? Yep. Um, one is COVID in Chicago and the schools. One is state leg legislature, a change of power that, you know, like earth shattering. And, and then the criminal justice reform bill. So you yeah. choose the order, man. So your choice. I want to talk about, I'm going to talk about Chicago first. And, and so uh, Lightfoot has pushed to open the schools. And I think that basically the schools were pretty much open as of this past Monday, right? Like they were supposed to open before that. And there was like some teachers weren't going in. And, and then what happened was Lightfoot cranked up the, the, the thumb screws or whatever and said, if you're not coming in to teach, we, we will treat you as absent without leave. Um, and we are cutting off your Zoom so that you can't host your happy hours anymore. And well, it, it was phased. So 
what's yes. and you have far more insight into yeah. the, the real I mean, mechanics of this where we're at now or we're, what started this last week was really for specific kinds of students and and classes so you know students who need extra extra help you know and and you know kids who are in certain kinds of clusters and and things like that so it wasn't everybody it wasn't yeah. the entire it wasn't all the districts or all the schools um so my kids aren't you know my kids school isn't isn't back in in person or hybrid learning yet um they've you know last fall they asked everybody hey would you send your kid back on february 1st if you know and you know it was sort of reserving yeah. a spot because they had to plan them out and they've got these pod rotation things and um we said no about half our school said yes we would but it was definitely a spot reservation you could back out and, and some people are um teachers got the opportunity to say i want to be exempted from having to go back to, to class um and those requests are still mostly outstanding um but at this point we've got a small number of kids that are back, a small number of faculty. And you're right. They, you know, CPS said like, Hey, if you don't come back, we're not going to pay you. We're going to lock you out of your, um, we're going to lock you out of your school, your Gmail account. You can't do any of that. Um, really terrible, terrible behavior. Um, CTU is, is very, very angry at this point as they should be. Um, I think we all should be. And, uh, you know, what we're seeing is um, things like the, the LSCs, so the local school councils. So in Chicago Public Schools, for those who don't know, every school has a, an elected board of parents, community members, and teachers. Uh, and many who, of them don't aren't fully, like they don't have full staffing. Like there are open seats on many of this, so if there's something you want yeah. to participate in, and there's a good chance you can. Um, yeah, just it's, that it's worthwhile. It's, it's actually the largest municipal election in the country. Um, for those. And actually new terms just started as well yeah. uh, because the, the COVID shifted some things around. Um, and the LSCs have a limited remit, right? Let's get that out of the way. It's a very limited scope. Um, but LSCs are getting together and kind of writing these letters that say, we don't think the schools are safe. Um, we yeah. don't think they should reopen. And again, some some heated debate. I've, I sat in our own LSC meeting about it. Um, I've read some things and heard some things from other people you know there's there are a lot of feels here right it's a tough situation um but most people who aren't named janice jackson and Lori lightfoot are opposed to the reopening of the schools though it looks like it's on track to happen fully in a couple of weeks yeah and 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 there's a, a few things to think about as we talk about this. One is that there is a there is a legitimate equity concern about yep. the public schools being closed in that people who have uh, more, you know, have greater wealth, have, you know, easy internet access, have devices they can use, have parents who are in a good position to support them throughout the day, are in a better position to learn in the system we have had of doing Zoom calls and such. Yep. If your parents are, you know, you know, first line responders, people who are having to be out in the world working and can't be home with you, or you don't have an iPad or you don't have good internet, you're going to be at greater risk of falling behind. So there is a good argument to be made for opening the schools. Yeah. However, two things. One, 
they did a study to sort of nominally drive this by data. And the study was around the Catholic schools in Chicago and saying, well, that they overall, they had a lower incidence of, vac- of uh, virus spread through those schools than, than in general community spread. However, the populace that they're talking about are Catholic school attendees. And so they don't represent the same demographics as public school. It's uh, different economic levels, different amounts of people who are out about in the world having to work in grocery stores, deliver food, work at hospitals. Um, so the, the, the data may not be that good to begin with. And then we have the UK strain. Yeah. So the UK strain, we don't really know all the details of why yet, but we know that it's about 56% more contagious than COVID is on its own. Right around 56.2%. Yes, yes. I mean, they're like, they talk about 70, the latest studies, 56. Okay, fine. More contagious. Right. So if I, and we don't understand the details of why, but we can, but like, let's say I can be in a classroom with other people under certain conditions and uh, with the previous strain of COVID, I'd be fine for 45 minutes or 50 minutes. Maybe with the current strain, it's only 30 minutes. Um, Maybe I need better airflow. Maybe I need different masks to sort of improve that. Mm -hmm. We don't know. And so we're trying to make it sound like it's a database, a data-driven decision, but all the data is now wrong. Is out of date, yeah. Is out of date. And so maybe it's fine, but... It's an awfully big risk, especially now that like right now, the positivity rate is still 10%. It's not yeah. like we've got the shit under control. Right. It's been improving. Like, let's, let's be clear. There was a big spike in November. It's been kind of going like this, kind of like, okay, here's Thanksgiving and then, and then Christmas and then New Year's. And like, it's going the right direction. But it's not there yet. Yeah. But it's not there yet. Yeah. And, it, you know, if you see the pictures, so they've got... I've just got to say this, like, I, I want my kids to be with their classmates again. I want them to be able to see other faces, not over a screen. Um, I want them to be able to see the teachers' faces. You know, I want all that for them. But the reality is, even if they go back to school, they're going to have to sit in one seat for seven and a half hours. Yeah. Only getting up for recess, and who knows what that's going to look like. Yep, um, and wear a mask the away. whole time. Wear a mask the whole time. You eat lunch at your desk. Um, the teachers have to wear masks, yeah. and are still going to have to teach to people who are at home because not everybody has to go back. Yeah, and then they've got these isolation rooms. Have you seen this? It's like, you know, it's a you know PVC and you know saran wrap based. <laughs> Like we're going to stick kids in these things if we think they're sick until their parents come and get them. Um, and here's the other crazy Which thing. I will say like that looks pretty extreme, but like I, apparently this is something that's been going on in schools that have been open and, and overall the concept seems reasonable. If But, uh, but, but is that, you know, it if looks you like have THX to do that. It looks like I'm just saying. Yeah, it does. Yeah, good, good reference. If you have to do that though, is it safe? And here's the other thing that just does not give me any confidence a hundred percent of the pictures that the school district and Lori put out there. Like, she's like, here's a teacher approximately four inches from the face of a student. You're like, dude, that's like, that's not how any of this works. Yeah. That's, that's stop it. You're giving me no confidence here. Yeah. 
So who knows? I mean, who knows what's going to happen? Um, CTU could strike. Um, so that's a, yeah, that's a, and that's a recent change because um, there was a recent change in the law. Previously, they could only strike over pay, um, pay and benefits, but now it's, it's broader than that. So um, it's, it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks. Um, I think uh, yeah. parents and teachers and, and administrators uh, and kids, uh, this yeah, is going to be hard on all of them. And, and I, I have my concerns. I look at this and I, and I have my thoughts on like what makes sense and all that. I, I am not a parent. Uh, I hope to be at some point in the not too distant future, but no, it is not relevant to this conversation. Uh, I, you know, I'm not a student, I'm not a teacher. And, and even amongst all of those stakeholders to use a, use a MBA term, uh, they all have different opinions on it. And so, you know, and they all have a different sense of what the risk is. But if we were keeping the school shut down in October, I don't really see any reason why it makes sense to do it now. Yeah, that was our rationale yeah. as well. You know, yeah. I, and again, I, I, we are extremely lucky, and I, I feel you know very privileged to be able to make the situation work. Yeah. and it's not as easy for everybody. And yeah, and like school, school has so many more purposes that aren't that are that are beyond, you know, learning facts about things and you know that the academic yeah. portion of it um from a community standpoint and a social development standpoint i, I get all i, I get well, all you that know, and if, that's if, if why it's an, an equity answer. concern like and I, which uh, i don't want to discount that i think the way like maybe a way you do that is is change the way you're giving out vaccine doses and just say all right the teachers in sort of these key schools where we think that that's more of an issue, let's get them to the front of the line so they can start getting those vaccines. Because if they I, get yeah. those vaccines, then we're talking about, you know, we can have school back, you know, in a few weeks and the teachers can be safe. Because that's really the, probably the biggest problem with this is the teachers and, and whether they're able to be in those classrooms safely. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a, that's a great point. Let's just prioritize so, them. Yeah. Everybody, um, yeah. shots, 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 shots. Um, everybody uh yeah. and one last thing to talk about this uh lightfoot has been trying to push for the restaurants and bars to open uh once again i think that's crazy uh given the uk variants and all that and until our positive rates come down i think that the the pritzker's approach to this makes sense um i get basically she wants to make sure that we're getting the the revenue from those restaurants because you know the city's coffers are running lean but hopefully what biden's doing with Funding for states and all that will help that. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. It's so a, again, no good answers. No good answers. Using um, between bad answers. That's what we do. Yeah. So here's the other big thing. Angela Merkel moved on. Michael Madigan moved on. The longest speaker of the of state houses in U.S. history, forty years, and thus the major announcement. Angela Merkel now. Speaker of the House in Illinois. Exactly. We we picked up Merkel. It was a great trade, uh, blockbuster trade. We gave yes. them uh, Madigan three draft picks. Uh, we got Merkel. Yes. <laughs> uh, and it turns out now uh, Germany will be run by Deshaun Watson. I don't know how that worked I, out, I, but, I, good, but good on you know them. what? He's yeah. he's due. He's yeah. due. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's it's just huge news, right? And we've been talking about all the kind of things surrounding him and. You know the investigations around ComEd and whatnot, and 
um, you know, was it going to, was it going to be enough to move him off? And, you know, a few weeks ago, it was like 17 reps were saying, Hey, we're not going to vote for him. And that was a big deal, right? It was it, it oh, yeah. crossed the threshold. Like and- it's hard to understand like the true power that Madigan had in the state of Illinois, if you aren't like really intimately connected to all that stuff. But it was absolute and wielded with an iron fist, right? Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, he's been, you know, like back in the old days, it was Daly in Chicago and Madigan kind of had that similar level of power. Yeah, that's state fine. Level. And especially in a state where you have a supermajority, it is, it, you know, yeah. he was responsible for, you know, what things came to the floor. Yeah. As mad as people get at Mitch McConnell, and we should, we also should, you know, it, the same problems with Madigan. Um, yeah. And, and I want to be clear, like it, there's like what happened at the, in the legislature, but also it was who got into the legislature, like yeah. who was getting backed by the party, who was getting the funding, who wasn't, um, and that's, you know, and that's if you were anointed by Madigan, that was an advantage going into your primary. Yeah. And that's still going to be a thing. Madigan is still going to have a great deal of influence in the party I, without a doubt, but he's not going to be the speaker. The new speaker is going to be Re- representative Chris Welsh. He's from the seventh district. That's uh, you know, kind of straight west from the city. So if you're, as you're kind of going west from the heart of Chicago, you know, it it picks up around River Forest and kind of goes way west to the exurbs. Um, he's from the uh, he's the first African American speaker. Um, he's been around a little while. Um, he is a Madigan ally, uh, which isn't too surprising. Uh, because of the way things are. Um, but I think that there's a good chance, and, and I, I saw something from uh, somebody whose opinion I really respect on, on understanding the politics of things, um, had said, uh, you know, a couple of days ago, a guy named Carl, um, he had said like, hey, look, it may look bad. You may think he's an ally now, but, you know, I think you'll see him split off pretty pretty quickly soon. And I hope that's true. I, I don't know much about him that I didn't read yeah. in the last, you know, two weeks, well, but I, I know other people know who he is because they're tied into river forest politics yeah. as they are. I mean, ultimately, you know, with politics, it's like, you know, it, it, Madigan is clearly a sinking ship right now. And so it might make sense to be a nominal ally in the near term, but quickly move away from that in the long term. So, you know, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see what happens. But th- it's a big deal. So the other big thing that I'm, you know, with all of the stuff that happens around the country, there are some bright spots and House Bill 3653 passing this week, which Ooh, is about- House Bill 3653, yeah, tell me more. I mean, yeah, right. I Can I tell you that on more than one occasion, somebody has asked me, hey, what's your opinion on HB whatever? And I'm like, wow. <laughs> I don't and you, and you and what you do is you reach in your pocket, you flip a coin, you say, I am definitely in favor of that. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> I don't I don't know all good of them. They tell me what it's for, and I'm like, oh, that one I didn't just, realize the just number. default so, to being against it, you'll probably be fine. Yeah, three six five three. Uh, oh, I thought you meant six three five four. Oh, yeah, oh, my oh, my bad. Yeah, I thought that's still in committee, right? Um, so this is this is all about criminal justice reform. And you know, when we think about all of the progressive you know, the progressive agenda, you know, just criminal justice is a huge part of that. And this is a great step forward. So it kind of covers big swaths of police accountability, you know, 
prisoner citizen right kind of thing, military equipment, court reforms, police licensing, like some great, great stuff. Um, I, to me, I, I was a big, really excited to see things like no more cash bail. Like that's huge. It's huge to get rid of that from a, an equity standpoint. Um, no more chokeholds, prohibiting chokeholds. That's a, that's a good thing. Body cameras for everybody. I'm not sure that's a great thing, but you know. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the things I think is, is going to be most critical is it, it, it's, um, is what it, how it affects uh, qualified immunity for police officers. Um, so basically they can be civilly liable for, you know, if they're doing things that are, you know, things they're not supposed to be doing as a cop, obviously, um, you know, like right now there's this protection that they have. Yeah. And, and, and so I think that that's going to be kind of critical to this. Yeah. So it's a great, it's a great step forward. It's early in the session and they passed something that is, uh, that is really, really good. I, you know, I, I think everybody should look at it. Um, the other, the other thing that I'm really, um, you know, it's sad that we have to talk about it, but like no more, it bans the purchase and use of military equipment. <laughs> I mean, like uh, tracked armored vehicles. So you can't get any more tracked armored vehicles or drones, weaponized aircraft, um, no more grenade launchers or strangely bayonets. Like I, or excuse me, I'm sorry, I misspoke. I thought that they had taken qualified immunity out of it. That was in the original proposal, but I guess yeah. that that's still there. I yeah, want to I, say that there was something around like the way that like taking it out of the, the ability for that to be part of union contracts, but I, I I need to look into that further. Yeah, I think you're right that it was it was watered down a little bit at yeah. best. Um, it you're it was certainly in there. Removing it was certainly in there in the first in the first yeah. instance. Um, uh, but they did add some things in around reporting, uh, you know, reporting misconduct and, you know, some additional transparency in terms of use of force and use of force data having to be reported up federally, which yep. was a big deal. Um, but again, who would have thought in 2021, we'd have to pass a law that's, that puts limits on the ability of the police to purchase bayonets? <laughs> So there you go. You know, in case they're fighting, you know, the, the civil war. Uh, well, too soon. Too, too soon. soon. <laughs> too soon. All right. That was a long <sighs> session. Yeah. We're uh, not done. We've got, we've got, you know, look, we're coming up on the inauguration. Things are going to get better. Beer's going to continue to flow. People are supporting their breweries. I've got my, you know, my, my uh, Burning Bush Brewery here off of Irving Park. Um, we got some stuff from Old Irving yesterday. Twisted Hippo still around always. Okay. Um, uh, I just want to check. I do not see any evidence that our government has been overthrown during the course of this podcast. So that's good. That's good. Hey, man, every every day is a win. We'll take it one day at a time. Yes. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll keep on things. It's going to be a... I think an interesting and stressful few days, uh, but everybody drink lots of water, breathe, hydrate, uh, drink lots of beer. Um, I just want to wear a mask, stay the yeah. fuck away from everybody else, especially yes. the UK variant out there. I do want to just give a shout out to uh, Noon Whistle. Uh, these guys are great. This nice. this Cosmo Pale Ale is just fantastic. 
Oh, boy. Um, it's a, it was a really good follow-up to that. By the way, you have by far the most, the most well-engineered uh, beer-drinking vessel. That, 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 that koozie. Uh, this is the thermos. Yes. Um, I, you know, maybe I can do a quick episode one day on all of the, the, the ridiculous amount of money and time I've spent keeping beverages cold when actually my original technique of just drinking them quickly was sufficient. I have a couple of the, I have, yes. I have several different devices to keep beers cold. Well, for something like this beer, like drinking it quickly is not the good answer. <laughs> like, cause I mean, I've been drinking this beer since we started. It is not quite finished yet. It is a 12 ounce beer. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you can tell that uh, in our audience, but um, well, and it should have warmed up anyway, right? You'd want yeah, yours and to be it's yeah, up. it is it is a bit above cellar temperature right now, but it's still you know it's good heavy beers actually do pretty well at room temperature. Yeah, so. and that's why I poured mine into a glass. That was the difference between glass for the stout oh. and koozie for yes. the pale ale. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So, so crisp. The citra hops, beautiful. All right, mosaic, beautiful. All right, everybody. So thank you for joining us. Um, Stay safe. I will probably try to get our podcast to upload to our podcast feed instead of just being on Facebook, maybe this weekend. Uh, do you have any plans for Martin Luther King Day before we sign off? Are you doing uh, anything let, special? Yeah, let me tell you what I'm doing. I'm, I'm actually going to watch the FBI MLK uh, um, documentary with my kids. Nice. Some, some light watching. Um, uh, I'm also doing some some volunteering. You know, I'm I'm involved in uh, Northside Democracy for America. Uh, we have a fundraiser going on, which includes like uh, little packages for watch parties for the inauguration. Nice. So I'm going to be putting those together. Uh, so that'll be uh, that'll be fun. But mostly uh, chilling out, not looking at my work email, and um, just counting good, good. the days. Yeah, counting the days. I, I just there's one thing that I, I I'm I'm going to say this because it's the last. The last episode probably hopefully hopefully before the election um because I, anything I will, every, before the election or before the uh, inauguration <laughs> like we have to vote again oh god damn it um so i got another election we're done with go. this i thought i thought that was the whole point of putting a fascist in charge we'd have to be these fucking elections anymore i gotta Jesus. go knock on some doors i guess i gotta just i'm out <laughs> but when i see people that i know saying like all you you know communists like liberal crazies like I just can't wait for that, you know, crazy communist Joe Biden to get into office. I just want us all to take a deep breath and say, it's okay to remind them that we didn't want Joe Biden initially either. I, I he forced I, us into this choice. I swear to God, every time, like there's a, there's a, there's a certain person I talk to occasionally about politics and, and they're of the right uh, end of the spectrum. And they're always like, you know, and they talk about like Donald Trump and things they like about Donald Trump. It's like, but you like what Obama did. I'm like, N I was constantly criticizing Obama. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but no, no. Like, oh, whatever. It, it always yeah. reminds me of Batman where it's like, you made me. No, you made me first. Right. You made me first. Anyway, right. but I'm still happy to see Joe Biden and Kamala Harris yes, inaugurated yes, in a few absolutely. days. Absolutely. Yeah. And so for me, for MLK Day, I'm doing some, uh, I've been working with the Chicago Justice Project, who does a lot of work around trying to like uh, talk about, um, uh, they, they basically bring to light a lot of the work, uh, the, the prosecution of uh, the police uh, through the accountability boards and like how yep. that all works. And so um, their website just needs, needs a little TLC. And so I've been helping with that over, oh, over awesome. time. So yeah. Awesome. So we have a good thing to do on Monday. 
I, you know, so I was, I'm like, well, I'll just post the link in the, uh, in the comments there. And I'm like, maybe I should wait until you're done, but too late. I already posted it. Well, the website's fine. I, you know, it's just adding, adding features. That's, that's hey, what I'm trying to do. It's so. WordPress, just like Parler. <laughs> is that, is that, uh, is that it? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Just double checking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, have a good day there off. And uh, everybody yeah, stay safe, too. stay healthy, stay calm. We'll get through this. Cheers. We're almost there, everybody. We're almost there. This, this, our salvation takes office very soon. Very soon. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye.